Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday, September 26th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York tri-state area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Ben Oppenheimer. Let's talk about What's What near you. Commuters may experience delays around the Lincoln Tunnel. Starting today, the city's removing a crane that collapsed back in July. That's right, Christina. A 45-story crane partially collapsed in Midtown over the summer, and now the Department of Buildings is working on removing it. Building officials have been on the scene since Monday, figuring out the best course of action. Authorities say that the contractors will carefully remove counterweights and a frame using a derrick. The process may take a few days, so residents can expect some traffic around the area. Adult migrants in New York City may be limited to a 30-day stay in city shelters. City officials are meeting today to defend Mayor Adams' decision to exclude migrants from the right-to-shelter law. It's a 40-year-old mandate that requires the state to provide shelter for anyone who asks for it. But Adams says times have changed since the law was passed, and the city just can't find housing for thousands of asylum seekers. On the other hand, critics and asylum seeker advocacy groups are saying a change like this could result in migrants sleeping on the streets. If implemented, the previous 60-day mandate would be cut in half. But Christina, even with these changes, Governor Hochul and Mayor Adams are urging the federal government for more funding. A growing number of Democratic lawmakers are calling on Bob Menendez to resign. This comes after the New Jersey senator allegedly accepted bribes, like money, gold bars, and a luxury convertible in exchange for political favors. However, one Democrat is openly defending Menendez. New York Senator Chuck Schumer says he will not be pressured into calling for Menendez's resignation. Schumer says his colleagues, who've rushed to judgment on Menendez, are doing so with a limited set of facts. He says that the senior senator is a dedicated public servant. And while prosecutors investigate the case, Senator Menendez says he should be entitled to the same treatment as any other American. I firmly believe that when all the facts are presented, not only will I be exonerated, but I still will be the New Jersey's senior senator. A cornerstone of the foundation of American democracy and our justice system is the principle that all people are presumed innocent until proven guilty. All people. But Menendez's legal problems could also cost him his seat in the Senate. New Jersey Representative Andy Kim says he'll run against him in the 2024 Democratic primary. And now it's time for music. Every Tuesday, the What's What podcast gives you updates on the latest music news. And today we're joined by WFUV's Jaya Joyce. Hey, Jaya. Hi, guys. It's good to be back. We've had a lot going on in music this week. But as always, let's start with the latest out of New York City. This weekend was the annual Global Citizen Music Festival at Central Park, and there was no shortage of amazing performers. The festival featured headliners like the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Jungkook, who brought out rapper Lotto to the delight of many fans. But Lotto was one of just many rappers at this festival, which put an emphasis on celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. Rapper D-Nice put together a set to celebrate the 50th anniversary, where he featured legends like Busta Rhymes and Big Daddy Kane. And Lauren Hill scratched everyone's itch for some 90s nostalgia by bringing out Wyclef Jean and Praz for an epic reunion of her old hip-hop group, the Fugees. 
That all sounds amazing for fans, but I want to dig a little deeper behind the names and into the mission of the festival. Can you tell us about what the Global Citizen Festival does to give back to the community? Yes, that's a big part of this festival. It's a free event, which obviously makes a fantastic lineup of performers accessible for New Yorkers who maybe don't get the chance to go to a lot of concerts. But outside of the free show, Global Citizen encourages everyone who attends to become a global citizen. So what does this mean? Well, festival goers must complete a number of tasks, things like signing petitions, sending tweets, or calling their lawmakers to encourage the people in power to fight against things like poverty or combating the climate crisis. Once fans complete enough advocacy work, only then are they eligible for tickets. That's a pretty unconventional way of doing things, but how big is the impact of all of this? It might seem like this type of grassroots organization wouldn't be that effective, but this year the event generated over 3 million individual actions. And to add to all that good, this year's festival was also the most sustainable to date. The stage was made completely out of recycled materials, and food sold at the event was sold with 100% compostable packaging and utensils. Wow, that's a pretty impressive commitment to sustainability. Now, outside of New York, there have been some other musicians using their platform for advocacy. I heard Taylor Swift has been enacting positive change as well. That's right. Taylor is also making an impact, but hers has to do with voting. Last week, the singer took to Instagram, urging her nearly 300 million fans to register to vote through Vote.org. Swift obviously got lots of poll online, and especially with the younger voting demographic that many politicians say are hard to get engaged in politics. But Vote.org said that after Swift's message, it saw over 157,000 eligible voters visit the site, which contributed to the largest National Voter Registration Day in three years. And as you mentioned earlier, it's not just Taylor Swift using her platform for good. Just last week, the Black Music Action Coalition Gala honored Lizzo with the Quincy Jones Humanitarian Award. I can imagine that honor came at a crucial time for Lizzo amid her recent legal battles. Yes, and she didn't shy away from that. In her acceptance speech, Lizzo said she needed this right now. The rapper, who's famous for her body positivity and infectious personality, was recognized for things like her LGBTQ plus advocacy and support of Planned Parenthood. Okay, Jaya, let's shift gears a little bit. One of the biggest headlines in music this week has actually been about sports. Can you tell us more about the latest from the NFL? We have some exciting news for both sports and music fans alike. The NFL announced that Grammy Award-winning R&B artist Usher will be headlining the 2024 Super Bowl halftime show in February. He said this is something that he will now be able to finally check off his bucket list. And it seems that the performance will serve another purpose for Usher. His highly anticipated new album, Coming Home, will come out the same day as a Super Bowl performance, and it's currently available for pre-order. That's so exciting. I'll definitely be looking forward to his new album. But in the meantime, what music drop should we be keeping an eye on this week? All of this week's attention is on Ed Sheeran, who will release his new album, Autumn Variations. It's his seventh studio album and also his second album of this year. Also, it's been a long time coming for Georgia Smith, who will release her sophomore album five years after her debut. It's called Falling or Flying and will also be out on Friday.
Lots of stuff to keep an eye out for. Jaya Joyce is a reporter at WFUV. Jaya, as always, thanks for keeping us up to date. Thank you so much for having me. You might have noticed that your commute on the subway is a bit more crowded than usual. That's because of the growing number of workers heading back to the office. A new survey released today by the Partnership for New York City shows the number of workers back in the office has climbed nearly 10 percent from 49 percent in September 2022 to 58 percent today. The study also found that subway ridership has soared to a post-pandemic high. Last Wednesday, the subway system recorded 4.1 million riders. You can also see evidence of an increase in ridership at numerous subway stations around the city. The World Trade Center, 7th Avenue, and 34th Street Hudson Yard stations have all recorded over 20% jumps in ridership. Opera fans can catch a free show tonight in Times Square. The Metropolitan Opera has presented a free, live transmission of the season's opening production for 17 years. Jake Heggie's Dead Man Walking will be displayed on all of the screens throughout Times Square. And don't worry if you can't make it in person because the production will be live-streamed on the Met Opera's website. And on this day in 1957, the Sharks and the Jets had their first onstage face-off when West Side Story opened on Broadway. The iconic musical went on to win two Tony Awards, but it's only become more critically acclaimed since then. It's been revived three times on Broadway since its inception, and it's even made its way onto the silver screen. The most recent adaptation was Steven Spielberg's blockbuster in 2021. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for more news, music, and culture. And as always, you can find more from us at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Ben Oppenheimer. And that's What's What.